Welcome back to In the Queue, film conversations with Andrew and Phil. I am your co-host, Phil, and I wonder how the humor in this film is going to play to a general audience in about 10 years. Oh, interesting. It's very, very topical. You've, you've, you've taken the Shrek defense. <laughs> please, you, please enlighten me. What is the Shrek defense? Or the Shrek offense, maybe. I was furious when Shrek run, won the Academy Award for Best Animated Film in 2001 because it was up against Monsters Incorporated. And my argument was Monsters Incorporated will still have value and meaning to somebody 20 or 30 years from now. But right. every joke in Shrek is a topical joke about this particular point in time and is not going to be meaningful to somebody down the line. Yeah, I think we're going to have something to talk about today. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I am your co-host, Andrew. And I know that I have complained in the past about Marvel films being filled with quips and one-liners and clever sayings. But somehow it's an entirely different thing when the character is the embodiment of that right. <laughs> that attitude. Yeah, he's kind of like Puck in a Shakespeare play. He's just this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this he talks to the audience, he He's mischievous. He's very mischievous. The film is Deadpool, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's already like the number forty four greatest film ever made on the IMDB <laughs> top two hundred fifty list. Yeah, that's um, a little much. The hype has exploded over, over this film, which hasn't even been out for a week yet. Um, but before we get it's, into the it's discussion... It's the highest grossing February release of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's One right. of the highest grossing openings of all time. And the movie theater that I work at is the only theater in my town of 300,000 people that isn't showing Deadpool. And this is the funny <laughs> thing. People like show up to the theater and say, yeah, uh, one one." Ticket, please, for the 8 o'clock Deadpool. And I have to tell them that Deadpool isn't playing here. And it just is so funny to me that people would actually come to a theater, name a specific time for a movie showing, and don't even bother to look up and see if said movie is actually playing there. Yeah, that's really weird. It's strange. Anyway, uh, before we get into it, though, I'd like to tell you all where you can find us on the web. We, can, we are at www.in-the-q. That's the letter Q, dot com. And on our blog, you can find all of our shows that are posted. You can uh, participate in the comments section uh, for movies you would like to review or would like us to review. And then we also have a Facebook page. And on our Facebook page, you can find, once again, all of our shows. And we post videos and other sorts of things that kind of supplement the discussion that we happen to be having for that particular mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. And uh, we actually would prefer if you could leave your comments and your listener requests on our Facebook page just so that you know, we can get in touch with you and then have you on the show and then uh, to talk about the film with us because we'd love to do that. Yeah. And then also uh, we have a Twitter account. We are on at ITQ Podcast. Um, we get new Twitter followers every day. We're building an arsenal. Join the winning team and follow us on Twitter. And we are on iTunes. Just uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. The, na the name of the show is In the Queue. Q-U-E-U-E -E is how it's spelled. You can binge listen all the shows that you want to once you have subscribed to us. Oh, yeah. All of our shows will be delivered straight to you. And when they come out uh, twice a week... You'll be able to get them very conveniently. Indeed. 
So that's how you can find us out there. Um, the film that we're talking about, Deadpool, it's another Marvel Comics juggernaut. And uh, it's a huge hit, which, you know, February is normally a month that is considered to be, you know, Oscar or a, like a, a big value at all. Value at all. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, this is the dumping ground for most studios when they, you know, they release all the films that they have no faith in. Indeed. That's when we saw Fifty Shades of Grey a year ago this time. <laughs> it's true. And I'm really I think that was that was more time to coincide with Valentine's Day, I feel like. Well, Deadpool tried to kind of uh piggyback on the whole Valentine's Day holiday with some of their promotional campaigns. That's um, true. But I just want to say that I'm really glad that we're not reviewing Fifty Shades of Black. <laughs> so the the story of Deadpool is it's about a former Special Forces operative named Wade Wilson, played by Ryan Reynolds, uh, who becomes a mercenary. And he has a very acerbic sense of humor, um, some might say psychotic personality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's very irreverent. And he is, he is running the show in this film. He, as Deadpool, or before he becomes Deadpool even, he talks to the camera uh, the whole film was basically like he's like sitting on your shoulder, cracking jokes and leading you through the story. Yeah, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's even a moment when he talks about how he breaks the fourth wall and then he breaks the wall, the fourth wall again in a flashback from that scene. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's like really that'll give you an idea of how really irreverent this film is. Um, so he, as a mercenary, he's kind of going about his daily life. He falls in love with a woman um, named Vanessa, and they have a very passionate love affair. And then, sadly, he gets diagnosed with cancer. and Rather advanced cancer that has taken over a huge amount of his body. It does not look good for him. And he decides that he's going to participate in this opportunity that he got to go undergo some kind of rogue experiment that could heal him and, and save his life. So he undergoes the experiment and it basically turns him into some kind of mutant figure who has accelerated healing powers. And it renders him disfigured, grotesque looking even, and he can't bear to be seen by his beloved so he basically abandons her. Yes. And uh, he decides that he's going to try and hunt down the man who is responsible for this condition because not just for revenge, because revenge is nice, but it's also because he thinks that the man whose name is Ajax can return him to his beautiful Ryan Reynolds splendor. Indeed. So to become you know, a superhero, somebody whose grotesque appearance is not so visible. He creates a suit for himself and um, he gets the name Deadpool from a friend of his who's a bartender. And mm -hmm. the story, which very irreverently jumps in time from present, past, past, future, present, etc., uh, concerns him trying to track down Ajax and, uh, yeah, to basically get back to the way he was so that he can win back his beloved Vanessa. Yes. And along the way, he um, hooks up with a couple of other mutants who are part of 
like they seem to be part of the X-Men franchise. Is that? Yes. Yeah. They are. Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I, were they in other X-Men movies? I don't recall seeing them. Colossus is in all of the X-Men films. Okay. Uh, he is not as large as he is in this film. They have retooled Colossus. This is actually probably closer to how he appears in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's he's in the X-Men movies. Okay. He, he was in X-Men First Class and I believe Days of Future Past as well. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so I made a comment early on about how I th- wondered how this film would play in 10 years. When I saw it in the theater, it was working on all cylinders. Everybody was in, was into it. Everybody was laughing. Mm-hmm. It has yeah, yeah, it yeah. has kind of like a a pulp fiction style sense of humor throughout much of it. Um laughing at the misfortune of others. Um you know, a, a devil may care hero. Mm-hmm. And but I I I find it hard to consider Deadpool to be a superhero though. Just because Why is that? Well, because Yes, he has superhuman powers, but he doesn't seem to be very al- very altruistic. No, he is a super anti-hero, you might say. Yeah, I mean, and this that's is very that, true. Yeah, this is very true to the character in the comic books as well. He was. I actually respected the fact that they actually stayed very true to his character uh, with this film. I mean, I haven't read. A Deadpool comic book since probably the mid '90s or the late '90s, uh, but I remember him being created. Rob Liefeld was responsible his, for his creation back in probably the early '90s or maybe the late '80s, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was always kind of this sort of misanthropic character who didn't want to participate in the the superhero games that the other superheroes were playing and he always would address the reader directly mm-hmm. he would break the fourth wall in the comic books he was always he was always this wisecracking smart ass yeah of the comic book world and he always kind of existed outside of like on the fringe of all the rest of the stuff that was happening and was his main mission in the comic books to recover his looks and and capture ajax Not- or did he did he like no. Do anything heroic otherwise? That may have been a storyline. I don't recall whether it's a storyline or not. And I'm sure that there's a million listeners out there who could tell you right away. Please tell us, is. listeners. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, but, I mean, for the purposes of this film, I understand them needing to have a a central driving force or reason for him to be here. Um, but keep in mind that the reason that he is given is a completely selfish reason. Yeah. There's nothing altruistic about anything that he does. No. You know, and, and it's, it, I find it to be at, at turns exhausting and exhilarating. This film, the film and, and the character of Deadpool in general. Well, it, his character is kind of like, walking on a razor's edge in terms of it's um how amusing it is um yeah this this movie for all of its you know bluntness is actually fairly well crafted um 
I would say it's excellently crafted. It's, yeah. it's pretty meticulously put together, pretty deliberate in the way that it jumps through time. And, and it does a pretty good job, I would say, overall, of not overusing Deadpool's snarky sense of humor. Um, it, it actually, yeah. the film does not overstay its welcome, which that's, that's really true craftsmanship. Yeah, and 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 I think that that the device that you were talking about earlier, the kind of jumping between time and and kind of showing different aspects of the story at different points, I think that it actually, just as I would start to get tired of a particular segment, it would <laughs> jump into the next segment. You can read your mind. Um, yeah, well, I think that it had a very good sense of pacing. I think it, a very good sense of pacing actually, um, and. I think that it was it was as you say it's a very well crafted it's a it's a compelling piece of pop you know trash filmmaking yeah I mean yeah, trash I mean, in a good way yeah there's nothing there's nothing life changing or philosophical or or you know there's no moral underpinnings to this movie yeah uh, it's it's just fun for fun's sake and I think that. To that end, it is very successful. Yeah, I think that as a as a as pure entertainment, I think that Deadpool is remarkably successful. And this is coming from keep in mind the guy who hates superhero movies at this point in time. I was wondering what you would think of this movie, Andrew, because all I could think about was there's so much humor in this film, in this Marvel yeah. <laughs> film. Andrew's gonna hate it, but uh... well, but the funny thing is that it, it you know it's kind of thumbing its nose at the establishment it makes a lot of really like a lot of that humor is as you say topical but also uh sort of outside the world of the film right i mean ryan reynolds as wade as deadpool mentions ryan reynolds not getting very yeah not getting not getting this far in his career on his acting ability right yeah I mean, it's it's very meta. <laughs> it's extremely meta. Um, it's the kind of movie that friends of mine in grad school would see on a weekend to blow off some steam from studying for their thesis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing you can put on in the background and do the dishes and still be okay with, you know? I can only imagine that the, the initial rough cut of Deadpool was a total fucking mess and that they only <laughs> were able to kind of craft it into the well-oiled machine that it is after a lot of focus screenings and things like that. I would say the alternative is that this is like a Hitchcock film and it was plotted out to the letter that this is exactly the film that they expected it to be. Well, how can because you know? You how can you know? Well, I mean, I, I we can't. <laughs> you know, just just looking at it, we can't know. But uh but I think that it's <laughs> the the film itself. You know, it's this is a hard R film, right? Yeah, it is extremely violent. It's extremely gory. Uh, it is filled with bad language and crude sexual jokes and all that kind of stuff. This is unlike most of the superhero movies that we've gotten. Yeah, in that in that regard, especially that's true. This is not trying to appeal to the PG thirteen crowd. Right, right. And so in in that freedom, I think that they were able to craft more of the movie that they wanted to make from the get-go, right? Has there been a Marvel superhero movie that was rated R? No. 
No, I, they've all been PG-13. Wow. I think maybe even a PG in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Thor might have been PG. Um, eh, maybe it's PG-13. I don't know. Anyway. Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. But but I think, you know, I think that Ryan Reynolds was born to play this role. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the perfect choice. I usually don't like Ryan Reynolds because it's hard to take him seriously as an actor because he has that kind of casual nonchalance that makes it hard for him to embody a serious character. Right. Um, but makes him great for comedy and especially for a film like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that he was really great in this. TJ Miller plays the bartender. I think he's really fun in this. He's really interesting in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the supporting roles, Morena Baccarin as his love interest. She's excellent. You know, I, you know, as she plays the, the part to a T. Yeah. Um, she matches him for wit and sort of acerbic biting comments. Yeah. Uh, and and it's easy to see why they're in love with each other and why they, you know, there's there's real chemistry there. It's not, it's not a flat romance. I felt like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just it, there's there's something. Uh, <laughs> I hesitate to say special about this film, <laughs> but there is something, you know, really great about this 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 film that that isn't present in a lot of the Marvel material and i think it may be that it's allowed to step outside of the box and kind of just poke fun at the at the establishment at the marvel establishment and at superhero movies in general and at all that kind of stuff in fact what i will say about this film is that the thing that i did not like it about it at all was the action (laughs) the the actual action sequences in it, the fights in the film, and especially the last fight when Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus are also fighting on their own. Mm-hmm. I found that to be the least compelling part of the film. I just, I, I was bored to tears. Yeah. The, uh, the whole, like, he's basically trying to rescue a lady off the rain, off the railroad tracks. Uh, his, his yeah. woman is being held hostage by Ajax. It's, it's a, it's a really, bland scenario um how of how he has to end up rescuing her before she dies or or gets mm-hmm. unconscious because of the the oxygen tube she's been put into but yeah and the other thing about those two characters colossus and um neg- negasonic teenage warhead <laughs> what he said <laughs> the thing about them is like their their battle scenes are they're kind of um the opposite of kinetic. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're kind of stationary, actually. Um, yeah. As as a as an, a superhero, or as an X X man or X character, um, they just kind of can build a charge in the case of Negasonic, and then kind of exude a blast, and then Colossus is just kind of built like a giant truck, and the um, they're, the 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 movement that we crave in action scenes is not dancing across the screen like we wanted to be. And, yeah. um, like, and that you, we do get that earlier in the film, like during the, the major car crash sequence that, that kind of is, that frames the beginning of the film. Yeah. yeah. And so like, it's, it's a little, 
it's a little bland to have those two figures as the the this the backup heroes and and really i feel like marvel films have done to death superhero action um yeah. the thing that's fresh about deadpool which is what we've been saying all along is the humor and the adult oriented humor um yeah uh, but the actual superhero business of showing off your amazing powers and and killing people uh it's it's done to death there's nothing fresh about it it's boring i would say yeah it is kind of boring and that and that that's how i felt about most of the action in the film in fact many of my favorite parts of the films were the moments immediately preceding or following the action uh there's a, there is that that sort of car crash sequence and and it's entertaining and it's fun and it's it's cool in its own way but the fun the really good part about it is when the two x-men show up at the scene and then he had deadpool has this long conversation with them while he's got ajax you know run through with a katana yeah and they're sitting there having a conversation for 10 minutes and it's hilarious and it's <laughs> fun and and that's so much better than you know when 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 Deadpool's attacking Colossus and breaking all of his own limbs. Yeah, that was a big hit in the theater when I saw it. Yeah, like that's that was that was a lot of fun, but the actual action was pretty played out. Oh, okay. So you actually you didn't like that part? No, 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 I did. Oh, okay. I like the in betweens. I like the conversations. I like the. I'm saying that the the action sequences, like that when he's. Well, first of all, I'm referring to this by saying we get a peek at what's going to happen in this scene in the credits, which are cleverly done. Uh-huh. I actually kind of love the credits <laughs> of this film. Yeah, they were pretty funny. Uh, they were really funny, poking fun at the whole movie industry in a way. And um, so we get a peek at what is going to happen to these people. And then we, when we see it finally executed, it was kind. it was not that interesting. It was kind of bland, you know, watching all of these things happen. I didn't find it that great. There wasn't a lot of sense of spatial reality, so we didn't get a good sense of where we were. Mm-hmm. But then once that was done, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the the fun in this movie is is in between action sequences. Right. Yeah, it's it's an action comedy. Um it's it's kind of uh the real staying power of this movie and the real fun factor, I think is, is like we've been saying it is the, the really, uh, totally crazy sense of humor. And, um, Deadpool, the character is a, is visually compelling too. Um, and the fact that he doesn't really have a mouth, um, to really express much or in the fact, but his eyes still kind of squint and, and contort, uh, depending which is which is subtle CG. Yeah, like the the mask itself can't express itself in the way that Deadpool's face does, and that this is the kind of situation where I'm okay with CG because it's gently augmenting something that has been photographed. It's the same right. with Anomalisa. Dead, yeah, Deadpool yeah. and Anomalisa are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> You've got, you know, an actual physical body person or or marionette or what have you. And then you've got the the uh, the digital, you know, canvas on top of it that you manipulate. Uh Yeah, it's it's nicely done. 
Yeah, I think that uh, Deadpool is a hit, obviously, at the box office. And oh, yeah. I think that it's a successful superhero film, if you want to. I guess that's what it is, even though he's not really much of a superhero. But he's a comic book character. How's, how's that? There you he's go. He's a comic book hero. Anti-hero. Uh, so I recommend it. Yes. If, you, if you think that you might like it, you're probably going to like it. And it's just it's really fun. And it might even, depending on how shitty 2016 is for movies, it may show up in my honorable mention list. Who knows? Yeah, it it's uh it was a refreshing superhero movie for me to watch. Um regular listeners as I already mentioned of the show will know that I have grown very tired of the superhero genre and this was something that was fun. Um it still it still treads that well well-worn ground. I mean, it is an origin story. It does go over all of those things, but the humor of it and the playing with the framing devices and playing with the point of view and and playing with the breaking the fourth wall make it more engaging that makes it more fun and it makes it funny mm-hmm. which is great yeah and i think um, the fact that this superhero film comes after we've seen years of other marvel films uh shows how sophisticated we've become as viewers and we can really appreciate this snarky humor as they're you know parodying conventions of movies that we've already seen for the past several years Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I recommend Deadpool. I think it's a fun film. I think it's, uh, uh, if you're squeamish, you might want to avoid it because it does get pretty bloody and gory at times. But, uh, but it's a, it's a fun movie, man. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's worth the price of admission. Indeed. I also recommend it. Um, that's our show for Deadpool. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which is going to be another listener's choice. We're going to finally talk about the film Frank and our guest. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time coming, folks. And then our guest will be John, first time guest on the show. We're looking forward to it. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you then.